Femininity is powerful in all its forms. Exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring. And this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz and my guest today is Emiliana Sirenko. Emiliana is originally from Kiev, Ukraine, and now lives in Brussels in Belgium. She studies in parallel in two schools, final grade of Ukrainian school where she mainly studies sciences, law, mathematics, and Ukrainian language, literature, and history, and International Baccalaureate Program in British School of Brussels, BSB, where she studies high-level mathematics, computer science, economics, biology, French, English literature, and art. Emiliana is passionate about music. Her grandparents were musicians as well, and they gave her their love for music. She professionally studies music since she was five years old, mostly jazz, and now she is writing songs, but she doesn't want to release them yet, as she is currently writing them for herself to express her feelings and emotions. From her early childhood, Emiliana was trying to find her kind of sport, so she tried almost every type of sport, then stopped for a little bit when she found gymnastics. She has done it since she was six years old for a few years, and then she opened herself again in majoret sport, cheerleading, and she was very passionate about it. With her team, they became champions of Ukraine and gained second place on the championship of Europe, where she carried the Ukrainian flag. Her favorite sport now as well is wakeboarding and wake surfing, where her father is very good at it and taught her these sports in Ukraine, so she misses them very much. She loves as well winter sports. She has been skiing since she was four years old. Emiliana loves studying languages. She studies English and French and now started Spanish and German. She loves to travel, to try new things, to visit new places, to develop herself in new ways and to explore new cultures. When she was 13, Emiliana started modeling for a few years and right before the war started it again. But unfortunately, the war changed all her plans and she is grateful now for her parents and older sister who support her with everything as she is now rebuilding her life from scratch in a new country. Emiliana, how are you today? Um, Hi, hello. Um, thank you. Um, I'm really good. Um, I had a pretty busy day, but and how are you? I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling lucky to be alive and very curious about you. So I'll begin with this. Emiliana, if your friends could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Oh, um, it's a difficult question, actually, because 
I don't really know what they like really think about me, but um, probably um, I think they would say that I'm very active and um, very energetic because I'm all, all the time up to everything. And even if it's like 2 a.m. in the night, someone could call me and like ask me for something. I would I would cancel all my plans just to help someone with something. So I could say um, I hope that they think that I am um, friendly and, you know, I'm really trying to be very um, sincere with everyone. Um, I could say uh, what I really know is that very often they tell me that they they see me as a motivator um, because I really am passionate about ev like a lot of things and um, I'm telling them some interesting information all the time like what I have done and what I want to do and uh, you know a lot of information all the time because I really love to speak and um, sometimes time to time from time um, they are telling me like oh you know you really motivated me to do this and to do this and um, just because I look at you and I see how energetic you are and uh, how a lot of things you do and you know this really motivates me so I'm really glad to hear that in my address because this really it means a lot of a lot to me. Thank you that's absolutely wonderful and it makes me very curious about you especially the part about you being energetic, being passionate, being so motivated and active. And I'll ask this, inside, what drives you? Let's say someone at two in the morning, they have something to do and you stop everything, you drop it all to go do it. What motivates you to do that? What gives you that energy? Is it that time you think, oh my God, I don't want this day to be wasted. I want to extract every second of joy from it or is it that you love the energy of new things and experiencing new emotions and you're like i need that i'm addicted but i love it so let's go or what is the source of your energy and drive to be active and to try to do it all oh that's a really good question because um really sometimes i do feel very low and like lack of energy and everything but at that moment I'm telling myself we live once and we need to use this time as effective as it possible. I remember when I was um, I think I was six and I was uh, in changing room with my good friend and I had really like tough times in my life at that time and I remember her telling me the phrase that like, who who cares? We, we live only once. We have one life. So just like live this life how you want it to be because everything depends on you. And at that moment, I really, I felt something moved inside me. And um, I understood that every moment is special, unique, and it's very important to not just to sit and waste time, I could say it like that. And I think... I really, I scared of how time flies uh, and I'm scared like, you know, if a few days goes and I, I feel like I did nothing very useful. I feel really bad because I feel like I, like I'm wasting my time and I think it's bad part of me, this feeling, but it is how it is and I'm trying to fight with it. <laughs> and also I could say that I'm kind of addicted to having new emotions because really I love to 
to be everywhere at the same time and to try new things and new and new. And it, I could really call it as an addiction. And I'm, I think I'm also scared to miss something in my life. Yeah. And when my friends really like call me and tell me that, that they have something to do and maybe they have some problems and maybe they need something from me or something like this, whatever. I really love people and I really love to help them. And I really love the feeling of being useful in this life to whoever it is and whatever I do. I can relate very much, but I'll play the devil's advocate a little bit. <laughs> Usually there is an idea that if a person like you wants to and tries to be everywhere at once to try everything, because most people cannot keep up, you'll be meeting different people, often new people, and therefore, it's often about new relationships that are not so deep, rather than uh, those relationships that are deep, where they do everything with you. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to a new gymnastics class, you'll be meeting new people there. If you go to uh, skiing, it will be new people. If you go to study Spanish, new people everywhere all the time which means some people will criticize that as saying, oh, that's a shallow kind of relationship and life. What's your opinion on this? Is this something you experience? Or are you meeting those wonderful people who go with you on adventures as teammates and therefore you're getting that depth of relationship through varied experiences? For a long time, I could say I was alone in my life, as I could call it. So. That's what you told. So I do, I do have like, I have a lot of, I could call them like not friends, but people who I know and people who know me. And sometimes uh, we could like hang out together, but I haven't got like real friends with who I would be all the time together because my early years was, they were kind of difficult, I could say, because I gone through a lot of bullying and something like not very good situations to me like with relationship with people because I was I could say now analyzing that situations when I'm a bit older I could tell that I was too kind to people and I trusted them so much and it turned the bad side to me um so really for a long time I haven't got that real friends I could say that are with me all the time and that we are together all the time and I could even call myself I think like an introvert in some way but I do have plenty like dozens of people who I know who know me and friends and now I do have the real close people. Thank you so if I understood you correctly you had a difficult childhood where you have been bullied, you had difficult relationships, you were alone for most of your life. But now, as you evolve and learn from those traumas and use them to grow, you learn to find your people, those who know you and love you for who you are so that you're not alone. And therefore, to ask you, now with who you are and the level of understanding you have that of life that is deeper. What kind of people are you more interested and excited to be around? Is it people that you can feel useful to, which you said is a feeling you love? 
or is it the people with that spark in their eyes that are passionate too, who are calling you for new adventures and new emotions and they're living life on the edge? So because usually they're not really the same people always. There are people who are creating their adventure and you're joining them. And there are people who you are creating the adventure and being useful to them by helping them and giving your abilities and uh, help to them. So which kind are you more attracted to or interested in? Well, in general, I believe that people come and go in your life and every person is, um, I could say, is a lesson. And everyone teaches teaches you something, uh, some things that will be useful from that moment to your life. But um, answering the questions like um, who I like, which type of person are I could say mine person. Um, it's really it really depends because I would love to be friends and to talk to people who really motivates me, like who are better than me at something. And when I see the things that they are doing, maybe they could teach me something. Maybe they are like motivating me to do something. And I think everyone are unique in their own way. And every person could teach me something and I could like learn from it. Even if the person is maybe mostly of the time sitting at home and uh, playing video games or something like this, I still could find some interesting parts in it and I could maybe this will balance me, my <laughs> activeness uh, because, you know, life is about balance. So, yeah, I, I could say I love every type of person, but mostly I'm trying to find something that will teach me from the from this person and um, I'm trying to find the best parts of every person that I met to I think to challenge myself to motivate myself to learn from it somehow thank you that's wonderful I feel and believe you're someone who is very curious and I have some questions about that but first I'll begin with you said that you prefer or you would like to be around people who are better than you so that you can learn from them. A lot of people, especially when they're younger, when they're teenagers, get intimidated if they feel someone is smarter or more experienced or more knowledgeable than them. And actually, it makes them feel like avoiding that person so that uh, because they feel like an imposter syndrome or something like that. Do you have such feelings and you overcome them or you're so excited and curious about learning from them that you don't have such thoughts? And what's your opinion about this whole topic of self-esteem as a teenager and self-love and confidence? That's a very good question um, because I couldn't tell that I am very self-confident because as I told Previously, for a long time in my life, I was very unconfident, if I could say it like that, in myself. And um, I'm really, I'm insecure about a lot of things in myself, but I'm just trying to not to tell it to people and maybe they won't notice, you know, that type of thing. If I, like, do I get jealous of something in someone and do I feel intimidated by being 
not as good as someone in some parts. Um, I couldn't say it like this. And I probably am not that type of person. Uh, it's just because I know that someone is better now, but maybe if I will work on myself more, I could be the same level or even better. Um, and I think life is be is about gaining experience and reaching to some levels. So maybe now this person is just at level, I don't know, 120, and I'm just at the level 101. And maybe I just need more time. But I, you know, looking at such people and such things in them, um, I could say I know where I want to go. Like, I know what my goal. I'm, like, finding my goals. And when I see that someone is very good at something, yeah, I, I see where I want to go with it. And I could build um, my path to reach that goal. I don't know. I really love how everyone are unique and maybe I'm good at music and at singing and someone is much better at dancing or at learning history probably thank you I love your attitude it's very constructive and positive but we cannot end without speaking about something negative which is the war the invasion how was February 24th for you how did you hear about the war? How did you know it started? Did you believe it, not believe it? And tell me the story of your life. What happened since then? And how did you change as a personality? Um, yeah, February 24th. It's, I think, one of the worst day of my life. Probably as, as in the life of every Ukrainian I could say that, you know, a few weeks before the war, I I heard a lot of things. People like people were talking. Um, a lot of rumors were spreading. Like, oh, the war is gonna be, and probably it's gonna be, and like, you know, it's gonna happen. But I was listening to it, and I was like, whoa, like, what are you talking about? No, like, it couldn't happen. Now it's twenty first century, and I think people could find better ways to to deal with something to deal with their ambitions and i think lack of power if we could call it like that but very unfortunately and very actually unexpectedly for me it happened so it was very scary and i the war really changed me in a lot of ways and i think i'm i appreciate it and i'm really grateful for the way the things happened, for everything, even if it's bad and hurtful. So on February 24th, I was sleeping in my bed and everything was really good. I had a photo shoot just the day before. <laughs> so, and my life was, I really liked my life at that point. Um, and you know, the week before the war, I was, I remember the moment I was driving in car and I was sitting and thinking like I really love my life now at this point and I think I worked a lot for like to have this life and I really appreciate everything around me and you know one week and just everything is ruined in one second so I was sleeping and everything was good but then I heard a real loud sound 
and I woke up uh, just trembling because I didn't know what was it. But you know, it was 5 a.m. I was very sleepy and I thought that someone is just like throwing metal bricks around the house, you know. Um, and I lived on 29th floor, so the um, the sound was very loud. So I, I heard it like a lot because all my flat is, um, it was like, you know, glass around it, like a lot of windows. So I could hear the sounds very good. And I decided just to sleep again, you know. And once again, like a few minutes, and I hear the same sound, but much louder. At that point, I felt like something is something is wrong, <laughs> like something is happening. And I came to my sister's room. I decided to to stay to sleep with her because I feel safe with her. <laughs> but one minute, and her best friend is calling her and telling her, like, just stay calm, don't worry, everything is fine. But the war began and we were like, I, I couldn't even explain this feeling in the words. It was shocking. And I think only if you are in this situation, you would understand. But like, I think it's impossible to describe it in words um, because such feeling. And I didn't know that it would be so bad, if I could say it like that, because I thought it's like for one week maybe or two weeks and we will go to our country house we will sit there for a few weeks and everything will come down and I will continue my life on again but unfortunately no and I remember calling my mom and telling like so do you know the war began and she was like yeah but I was I would decided not to call you to not to disturb you because you know this few minutes wouldn't change anything so and I have a small sister. She's disabled. I, I don't really talk about it a lot. But um, yeah, and it's very difficult. It was very difficult for our family to leave Ukraine. And for, I think, for 15 days, maybe more, maybe less. But I was so shocked and so stressed at that moment that I don't remember counting days. Uh, but we were sitting in um, our friend's country house underground. And the but before this, why we decided to go there, um, you know, like I'm telling now is very um, mixed up. So I'm tell, like, telling like what's happened on 24th, what's happened like two weeks after. And then I'm telling like what's happened one week earlier. It's just because all the memories in my head, they are so mixed up. I could tell <laughs> that it's hard to, you know, build a timeline. Before we came to our friend's house, uh, we decided, of course, to come to our house. It was the scariest moment of my life when I really understood that the life that the war happened is when I remember sitting on the kitchen and just looking to the window uh, of our country house and I just see how the bomb or I don't know missile I think I don't know how it really called and what it was but it's just falling in our garden and everything was just trembling and even some windows I think they were like broken because the wave of energy was so strong and on that particular moment I really realized that the war is here that it is happening because even till that moment I was I was thinking like oh yeah war maybe what what is it like we will just sit here and everything's going to be fine and but you know at that moment, we understood that we can't stay in that in that house because if this missile would come a few meters 
to the right, we would be dead by that moment. So, um, yeah, it's hard to tell about it, but yeah. And we packed our stuff again and we came to our friend's house where they have really good underground shelter. So we were staying there for, I don't know, maybe 15 days, maybe less, maybe more. And when the things like became much harder and we understood that it's not life there because we were like living underground basically and we were going up just to cook something to take food and we were like going back down uh, we decided that it's like it's not alive and my parents they really they didn't want to leave the country because they they have their life there and I understand that how it's how it is difficult because like for me I'm six I'm only 16 but for me it's it is difficult but I can't imagine for the people who lived like for 50 years there how it is to have just just to cross all their life and that's that's crazy and I think every Ukrainian is now in in such situation and I really I hope it's gonna end soon but no one knows and so the hardest thing I think even after that the hardest thing was to leave Ukraine because we were Living it just at the hottest point, I think, of the war, when everyone was just like living. So a lot of cars, uh, traffic jams, and everything was so. I don't. I can't even explain it. But I remember we were driving, and I see the shooted cars on the road, and like some uh, war techniques just driving through. So I can't even like. I don't really remember the road, but I remember that it was very long because Ukraine is big and driving from the Ukraine to the border took us five days. And I remember I remember sleeping on the floor uh, in the field in some house. I don't really, I don't know which house was it and how we get there. I really don't remember it, but it was the moment that I really remember, I was just sleeping on the floor with some people around me. It was my family, but, you know, it was, yeah. And I do remember actually how, well, it was very stressful and bad, but I, as I am trying to stay positive, even it, as the most horrible situations in my life, I'm trying to stay positive. positive. So I do remember a lot of fun moments. Uh, from that because we were also with our friends and you know we were trying to um, make some jokes and do some fun stuff of course it was very hard and everyone was stressed but we're trying to we were trying to like a bit calm down yeah and at that moment I also understood that life is so we need to appreciate every second of our life because just in one second it could change totally in different direction yeah, so I, I don't even like know what to tell more, but it was very difficult, and it is, and it is difficult till now. I think emotionally for me, well, I'm trying to build up from scratch my life here. Um, I think I'm doing great for now, but still, I think my emotional, um, my mental state is not at the best point now. I could tell, as I think every every Ukrainian people, but I do really hope that it will end soon and I could come back home and feel my my life is, feel my life good, like as it was. Thank you, yes, I can feel how difficult that was for you and all I can say is Slava Ukraini. 
Heroem Slava. Thank you, Emiliana, for sharing about your life, your emotions, your unique personality. Thank you for participating. I wish you success in rebuilding your life from scratch. I wish peace and victory for Ukraine and your ability to return home. And thank you again. Please take care of yourself. Thank you very much for inviting me here today and for the opportunity to participate in such interesting projects. And I'm really glad to be here today. 